The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Good morning, everyone. My name is Yassi Grossman. I am the Dean of Jewish Ethics Institute, known as JEI. We have currently have six branches in various cities across the United States. And our goal and our mission is to teach continuing education courses to attorneys, physicians, business professionals. I'm here to discuss the ethical perspective on this topic in dealing with people with disabilities in the workplace as employers, employees, and what is our ethical imperative? There are many different angles and um, ways to address this from different perspectives. But from a societal viewpoint, what is our obligation as a society, as an employer, and place of business? The ethical imperative of hiring persons with disabilities. On a basic level, we have the issue of human dignity. Human dignity and respect, which is what we are all created. We were all created in the image of God. And therefore, every single human being needs to be given that respect. And that stems from the fact that every human being has the unlimited potential scale heights beyond comprehension when given that chance. That's on the most basic level. Humanities, who was an 11th century, 12th century Jew, uh, philosopher, has a treatise where he discusses different levels of charity, um, eight different levels of charity. And he says one of the greatest acts of kindness that one can do is provide a job for someone. So this will enable him to live in dignity as opposed to just receiving aid, which can be humiliating at times. This is a societal imperative and also an obligation on us as an employer and place of business. I read an article um, a few years back from Charles Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, who, together with a number of CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, um, was traveling to Israel. And in Israel, they, on their mission, they met with this dean of a rabbinical school. I happen to know it happened to be the rabbinical school that I attended. So I happen to know the person they're talking about. And he states a story how this changed his life, the meeting with this rabbi. He's, they were sitting in a room, and the rabbi, who, this rabbi, Finkel comes in. Finkel is a person who has severely severe disabilities. He has Parkinson's, shake violently, very hard to get a sentence out. But yet he's the dean of one of the greatest institutions, greatest, biggest rabbinical schools in the world. And Rabbi Finkel comes in, one's fidgeting in their chairs. And he asked them, why do you think 
people survived the Holocaust? How were they able to survive such an atrocity, such trauma? And all these CEOs are fidgeting in their chairs, and one guy gives an answer, uncomfortable answer, and says, no, wrong answer. Goes around the room, everyone got the wrong answer. Finally, he says, <coughs> wouldn't know why they survived. Says because when they were in a bunk together, you had five people sleeping in the same bed. Instead of each one, and there was only one blanket, he says, and instead of each one pulling the blanket towards himself, they would push the blanket towards the other one. So that's how they survived. He says, go back to America and share your blanket. Bangs on the left and walks out. Charles Schultz writes how this made such an impression on him that when he, as soon as he came back to America, decided to change his company and Starbucks and make it into a company of philanthropy and specifically hiring disabled employees. Clearly the point is, as employers, as companies, we need to share our blanket. That's part of the job. It's part of our ethical imperative is to share our blanket. Just to give you some background here, just by age, of what the breakdown is um, in the United States. One, nearly one in five people have a disability during the course of their lifetime. Everyone has a specific there are specific challenges. 20% of U.S. adults have disability. As we know, the American with Disabilities Act was passed in 1990, not that long ago. Um, we're coming up on the 25th anniversary. to understand that just because the law is not something that we're forced to do. Obviously we're forced to do. Law is an attempt. What is the law? Law is an attempt to turn ethical values into a set of guidelines, regulations, so people can conduct themselves ethically. The law is basically what a law is. It's telling us to do what's right. It's telling us to do what's ethical thing. Just we need to kick in the pants sometimes to get us there. That's really what the American with Disabilities Act was. Many times when you're dealing with ethical dilemmas, there's always questions of, should I, there's a dilemma. Should you do it, should not, you know it's the right thing, but it might affect the company in a certain way, it might not, by, not be the best thing for business. In this case, what's amazing is in this question here, this ethical dilemma of hiring someone, this, an individual with disabilities. There's no question on the contrary. It actually is good for your company. Many studies I've done, and I've done some actually of my own, where I've done some anecdotal studies of, as a meeting CEOs of the last couple of weeks, I've asked them this question, why would you hire someone? Why, why is it good for your company to hire someone? 
an individual with a disability. More or less the answer I got was show. It shows the employees of the company that you care about. It's not just about the bottom line. You actually care about them. And that precipitates employee retention. That precipitates people staying on longer. And it brings up the morale in the company. And this is actually what was found in studies. Um, 2007 study by DePaul University. Businesses that hire individuals with disabilities report reduced employee turnover, increased employee loyalty, and increased morale and productivity of other employees. Amongst their other findings was employees with disabilities were just as dependable and productive as employees without. Employees with disabilities had nearly identical job performance ratings as employees without disabilities. The amount of supervision required was similar for both groups. Participants from certain sectors stayed on the job longer than their counterparts. Very few special accommodations were provided to employees with disabilities. The average cost of the accommodation was $313. Negligible amount um, in hiring an employee. In a different second study I, I saw, um, this study was partnership with University of Iowa's Law and Health Policy and Disability Center and the West Virginia University School of Applied Social Sciences. Um, they found number one, employers want to provide accommodations so they can retain certain valued and qualified employees. Finding number two is most employers report no cost or low cost for accommodating employees with disabilities. <clears throat> you can see here on the chart, 51% um, said their, their costs were less than $500. 20% had no cost. Finding number three, employers report accommodations are effective. They said 76% reported accommodations would be very effective or extremely effective. Finding number four, which I found the most fascinating, is benefits, multiple direct and indirect benefits. Um, after hiring these employees. Hmm. Number one is they retain the valued employee. Um, Ninety percent retain the valued employee. Increase the employee's productivity. Increase diversity of the company by 41 percent. That's just the direct benefits. Indirect benefits were Increased overall company morale, as we mentioned, increased overall company productivity, increased profitability. So it's clear that hiring these employees um, is a way to actually benefit your company. Sometimes it's just a matter of perception. Employers hesitate to hire an adult. It's a misguided sense that the person might not be able to handle the job. A colleague of mine recently told me a story. He lives in the Northeast, and uh, his daughter is in a wheelchair. Uses a wheelchair, and she came to school one morning. It actually, snows in the Northeast now. I care. Schools are even open when it snows. As she got off the bus, all the children were waiting. The superintendent was shoveling the steps right, leading into the school. She asked the Janitor, can you, can, are you going to do the ramp? Two. He got a little annoyed at her and said, don't worry, I'll get to the ramp after I do the steps. So she retorted back to him, this is an eight-year-old girl, said to him, 
you do the ramp, everyone can use it. Do the steps. Only some of us can. Many times there's this perception uh, we, we have, we don't realize that we're helping the person, the individual with disabilities, not only helping them. Actually, as we saw here in these studies, we're helping the company and we're helping ourselves. It's best for everyone. So you have low cost, high impact um, for the company. want to end off them as a rabbi one of my favorite uh, personalities is Moses Moses the ultimate job leader of the whole nation of course you have the ultimate headhunter for that job is God himself in Exodus when God is trying to convince Moses to take the job Moses says I'm not a man of words I'm of heavy mouth and heavy tongue so a stutterer. Um, Moses had a stutter. That's the way the commentaries explain. Heavy mouth, heavy tongue. But still in all, God finally convinces Moses to take the job, with his disability and all. I think the lesson is obvious for all of us. God did not want to take the perfect candidate. He was the articulate speaker, physically perfect, without any flaws, to be the leader. He wanted specifically Moses, with his imperfections and disabilities, to show the world that individual disabilities can get even the hardest job done in any situation. It's very clear, the lesson is clear, disability is not an excuse for anyone not to hire someone by virtue of their disability. Many times on the contrary, they're able to use all their existing talent and abilities to achieve their goals and fulfill their potential and achieve the task at hand. It's very clear in the story of Moses that a person's impediment and disability should not get in the way of doing things to the best of their ability. In many situations, can achieve more than those without any disabilities. Clear message to firms when hiring that physical disabilities should not necessarily be perceived as disabilities, but as abilities. On the contrary, many times they have proven themselves by overcoming their unique challenges. They can achieve goals and aspirations by problem solving and thinking out of the box. And when we do our hiring, we need to bear this in mind. The fact is, employees with disabilities can do for your business what they've done for themselves. Thank you.